the Florida Panthers were blessed with their nationally televised schedule. But we must ask the question, is there a game that we wish that the Florida Panthers were on the national stage? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, September 1st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on X at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So like we said at the top of the show... It's September, which means just a few weeks away from the start of training camp. The the expected start date will be sometime after September 18th because that will be the last day of the Panthers prospect showcase. So definitely be on the lookout for that and also be on the lookout for our top 30 Florida Panthers of all time, a survey that I will be conducting here should be released sometime in the next week as it is in the works uh, for, for you guys to put your vote and we're going to dedicate maybe a show or two on the on the top 30 Florida Panthers of all times. But it is Friday, which means it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is back. Nick, happy September, my friend. Happy September indeed. Uh, you know, you, you really didn't expect uh, what we got uh, maybe a day or two ago, but you know what? Let's go. Absolutely. And uh, it's so crazy because now with the start of football season and then the the training camp as well. And something I'm going to I'm excited for this coming weekend is the fantasy football draft between me, David Rodriguez of the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast, Kirby Loop on a whole bunch of uh, Panthers content creators. So I'm very looking forward to that (laughs) this uh, this weekend as as. Sports are starting to ramp up, and of course, a pennant race with Major League Baseball as the Marlins are three games behind in in the NL Wild Card. Uh, your Cubs are actually in it too, so uh, so it's going to be a, a a tight tight race there. Uh, but let's go right into the hockey stuff, uh, my friend. So a few days ago, the the Walt Disney Company and Warner Brothers announced their national broadcast schedule for the NHL. And we were expecting more nationally televised games for the Florida Panthers, of course, making the run to the Stanley Cup final. You 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 are always rewarded when making a long playoff run, whether you win or not. For years, ever really ever since 2015, the Tampa Bay Lightning were getting constant nationally televised games, despite not winning a cup until the 2020 bubble as well. But with the Florida Panthers, uh, usually one or two in the last few seasons with with ever ever since the 56-game season, really. But Nick, seven, seven outside of ESPN Plus and Hulu, seven of them. Here, here's the list: at Washington on TNT on November eighth, um, November twenty second versus the Boston Bruins the day before Thanksgiving. TNT versus the Dallas Stars at home on TNT, February fourteenth at Pittsburgh on on TNT, and then the ESPN games that the Florida Panthers will have at the New York Rangers on a Saturday night at 8 p.m. in the garden, mind you. And then 
April 6th at Boston on ABC at the TD Garden at 3.30. And then home against the Toronto Maple Leafs on ESPN, their last home home game of the season right before the postseason. And the ESPN Plus games are November 14th at San Jose, which I believe that will be the third straight season Panthers at Sharks on ESPN Plus. Frank Vitrano had a two-goal game uh, in one of them, and and Sam Reinhart had a, a shootout uh, shootout goal for, to carry his momentum into a 30-goal season. And versus Tampa Bay on ESPN Plus versus Nashville on ESPN Plus, both of those will be in March, and then versus the Columbus Blue Jackets at home on ESPN Plus. But, man, again, blessed where the Florida Panthers were this with, with this nationally televised uh, schedule. Uh, what what do you think about about the Panthers getting this many games? Twelve total, but seven on regular cable. We are in the midst of the Matthew Tuchuk aura. He is the main reason, probably, why they have as many uh, nationally televised games as they do outside of their playoff run. But if he was not as clutch, or if he was not as um, you know, he was not the light that, you know, South Florida has or Sunrise has right now. I don't think they get more than five. Um, you know, you have Barkoff, you have Ekblad, you know, you have Bobrovsky. Uh, you know, I'm going to put uh, Lundell in there because I think he's going to take the next step. But, you know, you have that centerpiece now, that guy that everybody knows. They either love him or they hate him or they love to hate him because uh, they wish they were on his team. You know, he was on their team. But, you know, I, I think this is kind of what we were talking about last season, that he is the draw now. He's the one that Florida can really lean on to bring in uh, more fans to watch the team, more revenue, get more sponsors, things like that. So I think it's wonderful. Uh, it's funny that the first game that they're going to nationally televise is actually on my birthday. So maybe I might go up to Washington. So we'll see. Um, but no, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I just hope that uh, the Panthers can actually play up to their standard just because I know in seasons past, it's been um, mixed bag of results uh, when they play nationally. But I will say this, I do prefer the nationally televised games um, on TNT, especially uh, rather than, um, you know, some other networks that they will be on just because I think the uh, biases are more uh, level or, you know, they're, they're even. Yeah. And, we we were expecting quite a few TNT games as well, based on even before the announcement, based on how the rotation works on Wednesdays, especially usually those are the three game nights or sometimes max four, with the exception of the day before Thanksgiving, because the NHL doesn't play on Thanksgiving as well. So the mm -hmm. Boston one at, at home on the 22nd was maybe a little bit of a surprise. But then you look at the other Wednesdays, I'm like, OK, that could be a TNT game. This one could be a TNT game as well so that that's actually that's actually uh where, where if you are doing this much investigative work um then then it wouldn't be a surprise uh for you for you definitely but like you said about matthew kachuk people magazine being on the nba on tnt crew before the heat the heat played a, a playoff game as well that that just created so much draw and then and you think about the impact that this region uh ha has uh Based based on that alone, it's just a, a, a an awesome draw for the the Florida Panthers here. And I, I want to ask you this: I'm going to go first on this. Uh, is there a game that you wish got nationally televised? And for me, none of the conference final or Stanley Cup final opponents that the that the Florida Panthers faced none none of those games against Carolina or the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be nationally uh, televised. Uh, there there I know by on the top of my head that 
one of the games against the Vegas Golden Knights is a three o'clock uh, start. It's a, it's actually a Saturday, uh, de- um, Saturday, December 23rd, a few days before Christmas. So uh, I guess the college football bowl season, along with, uh, along with uh, NFL, NFL, now that they're playing on Christmas and all that stuff too. I think that's a big uh, reason why. Uh, and then uh, early in the year, uh, actually they'll, they'll be facing up against, each other twice in the span of two weeks one of them on january 4th which is a thursday um so so with the way the schedule works i'm i'm, I'm assuming that's why they they are in in the midst of that because of the nfm football postseason and all and the matchups against carolina um I, i'm that one I'm, I'm i'm shocked especially with the quotes after about the whole we didn't get swept they, they're facing off three times <laughs> i mean and and the thing is that's two matchups against carolina one of them is in February, where there's not a lot of activity in sports going on. March Madness isn't going on yet. The PGA Tour uh, is not having their unofficial first major in the Players' Championship and all that, too. So I'm surprised that Carolina and VGK, um, none of them against the Florida Panthers are nationally televised. How about you? You definitely took one of mine, which was the VGK game. Um you know, just before Christmas, I think that would be perfect. I know the NBA uh, always plays on Christmas Day. Um, you know, the NHL goes on holiday for a couple of days just to kind of give the players some rest. But I think not nationally televising the Stanley Cup uh, rematch um, does do it some disservice. Maybe they'll have a change of heart. I mean, it is on a Saturday at three o'clock. Um, I almost wonder if they didn't do it because people will be out shopping, people will be doing their holiday thing, so they don't know about viewership. But I just think that it would be a a top draw to be honest. And the other one is the first game at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs on October 19th. Mm -hmm. Sheldon Keefe just signed an extension. Now uh, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. So I think it's interesting that he got an extension yet Dubois is, or Kyle Dubas, I'm sorry, is no longer with the team, but I don't expect Toronto to change too much. And I just, I want to get in that. We want Florida mode right away. I want that. I want that. I, I, I don't want to say hatred, but like that, that arrogance, I want that to be brought to the forefront and, you know, I want it early in the season. So, and I, I want to see Toronto leave, you know, FLA live arena with a loss early in the season. Yeah. Um, thankfully the, the very last game of the season on April 16th, maybe that could be a fight for positioning in the mm-hmm. Atlantic division. Um, uh, uh, we won't get into predictions on standings just yet as far as that, but definitely uh, some, uh, definitely another surprise, but we can't be nitpicky. The Panthers don't have this <laughs> many nationally televised games on in a, in a normal year. So we can't, we definitely is not something that uh, we can complain too much about. If, if anything, this is, this is a, a time where we should be, all but excited about 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 the Florida Panthers getting this much exposure when it comes to the national broadcast schedule. But in segment number two, we are going to go over the under 23 rankings and we're going to discuss whether Anton Lindell and Spencer Knight were too high, too low or just right. We're going to discuss that more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about. FanDuel and get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get, can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guarantees. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be, bet everything from the spreads to player props and more. 
So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment number two here on this Friday, September 1st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast is another edition of Fairbanks Friday here on the show. So, Nick, uh, the the Athletic released an article uh, a few days ago talking about the the tiers and the rankings of every single player under the age of 23 and the criteria is they must be under 2022 uh at, at on september 1st 2023 so that is the mm-hmm. the, the the criteria as far to be on on the u uh 23 rankings so it's funny because when you look at the list and you think about the tiers there's only one person in tier number one he is a guy who hasn't even played an nhl game yet a generational talent connor bedard first overall pick in the most recent nhl entry draft which it's still i still have a lot of mixed feelings when it comes to rankings of guys who have haven't played a game yet Mm -hmm. and have because right behind him is jack hughes uh, and tier two is elite nhl player but but also with this list it's very Eastern Conference dominant. So the Florida Panthers getting to the Stanley Cup final and and still challenging for a top three spot in the Eastern Conference, it, it, it makes me feel better about how they've continued to compete in, in, in this conference because you have Timmy Stutzla in here, um, Adam Fantilli, he, who is another per- person who has never played a game, Matvey Michkov, who's going to take a few years before he comes to the U.S. as, as well. But... Let's go all the way to where a Florida Panther ranks in this list. Uh, I'm not going to go over uh, the whole list, but Anton Lindell is spotted in tier five, which is number 21. So again, 170 players, eight tiers. And Anton Lindell finish, um, finishes, well, not finishes, currently <laughs> at in tier five, which the definition is bubble NHL all-star and top of the lineup player at number 21. And for me, this feels just right. I can only imagine if the Panthers somehow are eliminated in round one and you don't get the Anton Lindell that we got in the, in the final two rounds especially. He is maybe somewhere in the, in the 30s or, or 40s because uh, look at the company that he, he's in. He's in the company with the first overall pick in Yarov Slavkovsky, Jake Sanderson, and, and all. Wyatt Johnson, who was in the race for the Calder Trophy as well. Logan Cooley, who just signed his ELC, um, now leaving the University of Minnesota for the Arizona Coyotes. And I, I do I do believe that that Lundell has a really high floor being being the 12th, 12th overall pick. Bill Zito's first pick. And, and Corey Pronman described it as not flashy, something that's uh, – something that's, uh, that he just does the responsible things uh, correct when it comes to Anton Lindell. And, of course, it's it's you who's on the show, so it's your boy, Lindell. <laughs> uh, so uh, talk about skill grades. Skating, below average. Puck skills, below average. Hockey sense, above average. And compete at, at high end. Um, so what do you think about Lindell being ranked number 21 in the U23 rankings? So if I was in a story called the, you know, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, 
I would have to choose, yes, this just this does feel just right. Um, I, I do kind of take a little bit of caution with uh, possibly him being a bubble all-star because I really don't know if he's going to be able to obtain that. I mean, you have Barkov, you have to chuck. So well, as long as those two are Panthers, I don't see Lindell being an all-star. But if he has Agreed. a skill level – yeah, if he has a skill level and he actually has a breakout, you know, and he basically shows fans like, hey, you can't leave me off of this team or uh, during the All-Star game, you know, I can see him squeak in. But, you know, I, I don't agree um, with the assessment that he has, you know, um, low puck skills at all. I just think he's somebody who is defense first. He plays a 200-foot game. And honestly, there's been some times where he's been able to control the puck and keep the puck and uh, control the zone. So um, his skating, yeah, he he could definitely, you know, probably improve a little bit. I don't think he's the fastest guy either, but definitely something that he can work on. But he's already proven that he's a stable player in the lineup. He's not going to go down anywhere. Um, He's waiting for an extension. Hopefully, I hope it's before the season that they can sign him to a bridge extension. But at the end of the day, you know, you can slot him at 3C for sure. And then depending on the injuries, he did step up during the playoffs and uh, definitely displayed what he brings to the team. So 21 or tier five, I think is just right for Anton Lundell. Yeah. And, and, and a guy who's who plays above his size and even though in, with his body not fully uh, developed yet, you, you, you spoke best. 3C, but has the possibility to go up and down in that in that top nine, which is something so valuable for this team, especially because you have a good backup plan in Etulusterainen, who can take uh, uh, some some draws uh, on the 3C if you need Anton Lundell to go go back up. And yeah, like you said, with the depth of the Florida Panthers, you and the way the All Star Game works too, which every team has to have a representative there too. Mm-hmm. You're like. You, you're likely not going to see the overall national uh, respect for Anton Lindell as well, but it's just something that you have to watch him every single day to really appreciate guys because, uh, you know, it, it's not, he's not a guy that you watch every single game and a guy who's like extremely noticeable um, and, and just does the little things right. Like winning, winning board, board battles as well. And, 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 and for for checking for for him as as well gaining the zone as well and Corey Promen says that projects as the number one center but hey luckily the Florida <laughs> Panthers in their future have the possibility of having two so and because Barkov has been here so much longer it, it's it's <laughs> he's always gonna he's always gonna be in his shadow I mean we even we we even kind of say it as as that with baby Barkov too so yep. it's it, not only is it the national fan base that says it, but it's even it's even uh, us too, or even <laughs> Jacob and so many different people as well. Definitely, and you know, I think that only serves to work for uh, Lundell, just because he'll have his mentor and Barkov to show him the ropes and really kind of uh, provide him with the knowledge and you know the 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 the, the preparation that he got from Yarmir Yager. I mean, Barkov was a different player after playing with him. And I just hope that Barkov can impart that on the Lundell, because if he does, we will have two number one C's and, you know, we'll be able to interchange them, whether that's on the power play, uh, the penalty kill, et cetera. And that would just make things more interesting here in South Florida. Uh, one other thing I did want to add is I do see Anton Lundell making the all-star game. If he can pop between 20 and 30 goals before, 
the all-star game. So he's got he's to start hitting the net at a higher rate. Um, and if he takes the next step, I believe he's got the shot to do it. Yeah, uh, definitely not expecting it, but nope. but but hey, what manifesting? What, uh, I'm manifesting right now. Would that be <laughs> for, for for sure? If if Anton Lindell does in fact reach that mark, and hey, the Florida Panthers will likely have two already. Uh, hey, what's mm-hmm. uh, I know they're not the host city. Toronto will be, so expect Ugh. some Maple Leafs uh, in in that Atlantic Division on for three on three hockey. But we're gonna transition over to segment number three where we're going to discuss another Florida Panther on this list of U23 players. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Friday, September 1st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. It's another edition of Fairbanks Friday and also, Cats fans, if you want to celebrate more of the Florida Panthers, you can attend uh, the Marlins game on September 6th against the L.A. Dodgers, where they will be. They, it will be Florida Panthers Day at Lone Depot Park. They will be giving away a shirt that says 1993 with the both the Panthers and the Marlins logo. Half of it will be in Florida Panthers colors. The other half will be in Marlins colors. And Sam Reinhart will be the one to to throw out the first pitch on on. September 6th's game against the LA Dodgers. Also go listen to Peter Pratt of Locked On Marlins as once again they are in the middle of a pennant race. But Nick, let's go back to this uh list with uh the U23 rankings. And the next one is Spencer Knight. 170 players we we spoke about. And there's eight tiers and tier 8 starts at 85 to the rest. So tier 8 would be middle of the lineup player tier seven which is where spencer knight falls into is bubble middle bubble top and middle of the lineup players and the the way i process this this ranking for spencer knight comes with a little bit of maybe recency bias based on based on performance and the elephant in the room going to the nhl slash nhl pa players assistance program and this here's the thing you just don't forget how to play hockey just because you're taking a mental break yes there's a lot of things in between the ears to help you play right but again we've spoken about how this was the time to get right so that you are able to have the movement when you are in the crease as well so for me, I think it's going to do a lot of good more than bad, in my opinion. But I think people also forget the resume that comes with Spencer, a gold medalist in the World Juniors, and then finishing off the the series against the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2021 as well. I don't think, <laughs> like, I don't think that's anywhere near what Spencer Knight's ceiling can be. And let's not forget that la- sometime in the in the early part of the year when Bobrovsky was struggling, there was that question: Could Spencer Knight? Be um, take over the number one crease even in the beginning of this season. We were talking about it last season as well for a little stretch of time, uh, as well. So, I think eighty three. I think for for him, I think it's a. I think it's a. It's a little little low uh, for for him. And I and Corey Pronman does mention the NHL Players Assistance Program and and says that he is a hard one to judge. Uh, 
does say that he was inconsistent as, as well and, and did and did uh point point out that 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 he has uh, the the qualities to be a starting NHL goalie in in the NHL which we're going to see in the next few years at least at least by 2025 um but for for Spencer Knight being the number one guy at least that's the hope for the Panthers but what do you think of uh Spencer Knight being ranked 83 and the definition of tier 7 bubble top and middle lineup player so about Spencer Knight it's not you know what you do when you're down it's it's how you get up and i think that's going to be very telling and how he is viewed going forward he had to take some time off to get things right um again we still don't know exactly what went on um we're just gonna you know speculate about that but um he doesn't have a lot of work or a a a body of work in the nhl um i mean he's been very good you know, where he was very flashy and he was the guy that, wow, I mean, he was making some unbelievable saves. And then there were some other games where it's just like, you're looking like Bobrovsky. And unfortunately, um, it just hasn't panned out. So uh, to me, it may be a little low, but I think it's based on the sample size and the fact that he did have to take a leave and we don't know where he's at right now. So I think it's going to be telling uh, two things. Number one, where he starts the season if he's going to be up with the Florida Panthers or if he's going to start with the checkers, because believe it or not, the best thing for a goalie is to play. And if Bob is going to be number one, which he's expected to be, is it really in Spencer's best interest to ride the pine and just watch? He needs to play. So hopefully he understands that, you know, like last season when he went down to Charlotte and didn't report and he went in the player assistance program that he needs to play. And this is for him to be better. And, I think that will only be, you know, that that would be his path back to being mm-hmm. the number one and being the guy that the Panthers need him to be. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And and sitting sitting for uh sitting for maybe like four or five uh, straight starts some some somewhere in that ballpark, and and still having that question mark over your head. I think that's a that's a scenario that Bill Zito's thought about with behind closed doors and say. Okay, this guy, this guy, we need to know something because last season I talked about how detrimental to the team uh, it would be if Bobrovsky is the worst of the two goalies um, in, in, in the season. I mean, I mean, say what you want about about Bobrovsky and then Alex Line having to get the Panthers to the playoffs, but still Bobrovsky was able to hold the four at, at, in especially at the end of February slash early March. Uh, before play uh, went off and injury went off uh, for for uh, Bob, but I think it's completely flipped its head uh, th- this this se- this season because even though Bobrovsky's no move clause is going to become a modified no trade clause this upcoming off season, it is more. I think there is a lot more more uh, pressure on Spencer Knight to perform well because. If he doesn't, that means even if Bobrovsky is average, there, 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 there isn't an avenue for a trade um, uh, because he's going to submit a 16-team no-trade list. But with Spencer Knight, if you do like what you see out of him and you see like a 9-10 save percentage, not, not saying that that will be the case, then it, then it gives you that a- avenue of, of put, putting something together as well as far as some cap relief because again 
like we spoke about even a month ago, we can't get married to the number that, that the Panthers will have because of how many open roster spots there will be on, on this team. So I think it's completely flipped this season from Bob having the pressure to Sp- to Spencer. Uh, so, but listen, he's going to get his reps. That's the, that's the best thing about it. We, I, I'm, I'm, I can only imagine the the call between the Florida Panthers and the NHL to get him in because there, there's a lot. He knows that there's a lot on the line as well, and the, and uh, and thankfully, according to him, he his wellness is a lot better that so that he is in that position to to be back in games at least according to him. So again, none of our business as as far as the details of it. But hey, hey, um, it, it you can only hope that. If Bobrovsky does uh, need a rest, that Stolarz can um, fill fill in some games while Spencer is still, you know, easing his way back in. Yeah, I think you said it best. You know, we can't get married to a number, but I think one thing that uh, Florida Panther fans and hockey fans can get married to is the word consistency. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the biggest issue is that he hasn't found consistency in his NHL game yet. Um you know, he came in a couple of seasons ago and played his first playoff game uh, against Tampa Bay and was able to, you know, win and actually get Florida, you know, uh, into, I think, it back to Tampa. Um, or maybe it was back to Florida. But anyways, Tampa. yeah. For game six. So, yep. So he was able to do that, um, you know, stave off elimination and then put a few games together the next season. But, again, still had those games where you're just kind of like, ooh, it's not the best effort. So hoping – that he comes in this season with a better mindset, um, has a mindset of just wanting to be consistent, playing more games and playing within himself and not really worrying too much. I want to see the Spencer Knight that's calm, cool, and collected in net, uh, you know, the way that he came in, you know, because it didn't seem like anything was rattling him. And if the Panthers can get that and more consistent play from him and Bob, uh, you know, is Bob during the season, then I, I think Spencer could end up being the number one guy. But again, he's got to prove it and he's got to prove that he belongs here. And let's not forget that in the two playoff games, especially the home game in game five, when uh, the ballet sports uh, cameras went on Spencer, it felt like that he wasn't even playing a playoff game and he was just smiling uh, because he was great to be there. And that's how you know that you're just enjoying life. And I hope we see so much uh, more of that. And who knows? Maybe in his first official NHL game back, we'll see a little bit, and that's something that we could definitely point out on on this on on this program as well. Um, a little bit of the skill grades, hockey sense is above average, and skating is uh, about average. For uh, Spence, Spencer Knight spoke about uh, technique is is, is on is on um, above par as well. Um, and and high end hockey sense for for Spencer Knight. So definitely the the tools are there, uh, but it's really all, all between the ears for Spencer Knight and what's needed to be um, back to the hopefully the status of on on track to being the the number one goaltender for uh, the Florida Panthers. But Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Training camp is just around the corner, my friend. Tell everybody where they can follow you online. Appreciate the time again and uh, hope, uh, you know, hockey season comes sooner than, you know, we realize. So uh, everybody can follow me on the X at Prudentia Zero and then also on threads. Get your thread game on uh, at Beret 1096. So, Armando, thank you again and uh, looking forward to talking with you again next week.
Awesome. See you next week, my friend. See ya. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And every day is make sure you come back next week. We are going to be discussing, will the Florida Panthers bring any guys in for a PTO? We're going to discuss more about top 30 Florida Panthers of all time and more preseason divisional crossovers as September is here and hockey is just around the corner. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.